0: hey happy science day around the common good podcast it's july 21st and uh so glad to have astrophysicist professor pastor bird watcher paul wallace back with us uh paul here in minneapolis minnesota i'm looking out again it's just another we've had a string of glorious days it's the these are the beautiful days how how are things looking there in decatur
1: in decatur georgia it has been dark and stormy and wet we've had thunder and lightning all morning which is a little unusual for summer around here Hmm. pretty much five days out of seven we get afternoon thunderstorms rolling yeah uh but it's very odd in the summer to have storms in the morning but it's kind of hard to get out of bed this morning you know elizabeth was off and we're like drinking our coffee and like it's raining and stuff but hey i gotta go Talked to Doug about Web.
0: So, uh, <laughs> as we like to say, a reason to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> That's, like, right. Quite That's right, literally. <laughs> it's
1: not quite a, up as up there as say Bruce Springsteen tickets, but it's it's pretty it's pretty. Well, compelling. thank you
0: for noting that also, which uh, is part of today. If you live in, if you're planning to go to the St. Paul show on March 5th, you buy your tickets today. So um, I'm going to jump on here in just a second. March 5th and sit in the queue. Yes. Dang.
2: Really it's, it's ways off yeah and i mean the preferred,
0: ahead, yeah. preferred purchase thing through you know uh through ticketmaster so you get on yeah. a couple of hours earlier just if you're registered keep it away from the the bots and the big buyers. dan how are things looking there in south bend indiana
3: it's looking like another scorcher here uh, it was like 105 yesterday wow. and uh there's not a cloud in the sky so i'm assuming it's going to be equally hot
0: now are you the kind of person there that has just given up on the green hue of your lawn, or are you pumping that thing full of water in the in oh the heat of- i I do not waste water in that uh. way. give up on it no. yeah, but it, we are we've got a lot of shade trees, so it doesn't get too toasty. We have a wedding in our yard in September, and so uh I am mm. under orders to keep this thing <laughs> green wow, and we don't we're not fancy with a sprinkler system like our neighbors across the street so uh um, you're out we- there with your hose and a hustling hoses and sprayers and, and getting wet. And he, he, it's, just, it's just terrible. We're going to work on the James Webb. We're gonna talk about the James Webb uh, results. We've been waiting a long time to see these things. Uh, we're now seeing them. And uh, so we're gonna show a little video, show you some photos of uh, of what we're now seeing of the past i will not devolve this into how i don't understand light waves as much as you can i just don't know how we're seeing them and the, are they coming toward us or away from us i won't get into that but we'll just talk about paul what you uh, with a trained eye uh, uh are seeing in these things because to me they feel uh, they're gorgeous but they also feel a little bit like those blots whatever those things are you know that you're supposed to look at psychologists
1: have you look at and oh, say what yeah. do you see
3: here you know like a rorschach uh, test
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> but hey, yeah. I thought we'd uh, we'd start with this TikTok from a big science guy I follow. His name's Hank Green, and oh, yeah. uh, he has been very excited about the James Webb. And so this is just a little clip of him kind of geeking out about it, but also explaining a little bit about what we're seeing in these images. So I thought we'd show this, and then we'll uh, we'll discuss if that sounds all right with you. Oh, yeah. So here's Hank Green.
2: All right, nerds, it happened. We're here. This is the first, and is my my most anticipated one, image from the James Webb Space Telescope. First official full-color image. Let's talk about it. So right in the middle here, we got a star that's in our galaxy. That's not very far away. It's got the characteristic James Webb Space Telescope six-pointed star lens flare. It's not technically a lens flare, but... Don't bother me. Everything in this image that doesn't have a lens flare in it is a galaxy. Um, You can take a grain of sand and hold it out at like arm's length. That's about the size of the sky that you're taking up with this image. So there's a lot of galaxy in a grain of sand in the sky. Uh, But that's not actually what's most interesting about this image. What's most interesting is these little weird arcs and smudges. Little smudge here, some arcs here, more of them. What's going on here? What are these? These are weird shaped galaxies, right? Well, they are galaxies, but they are not where they appear to be they are actually behind what is here which is a giant massive cluster of galaxies it's so big it is warping space and it is making it so that the light passes around them and then focuses on these things that are very very much farther away they're all kind of orangey red because they're so far away that they're moving away from us very fast and so they're super red shifted which means that with a previous telescope you can't really see any good detail because you can't get that infrared light this is not actually visible light this is infrared shifted so that we can see it with our eyes this super massive galaxy cluster is acting like a giant lens in the sky. It's bending light around it because gravity bends space and thus it bends light as it passes through, making this a kind of telescope. So this is a giant natural telescope that's better than anything we could ever design in terms of how much it can magnify. What we have done here is taken the best telescope that so far humankind has ever been able to create, and we have pointed it At another telescope, a natural telescope created by the universe. And that is showing us these things that are not as anywhere near as close as these galaxies. They are some of the first galaxies that ever formed. We are looking 13 and a half billion years into the past at the very First structures in the universe there will be more images from web coming out tomorrow but this is the one that i was most excited about thank you to everyone who has worked on this i've been waiting for this telescope to be in the sky and sending us pictures for like 15 years this is one of the coolest things that humanity has ever done and we're all very lucky to be around to see it
0: (laughs) well that puts a point on it how about that i love that hank green all right what what do you see in there and hearing from uh hank green
1: Yeah, so see, you can see all those little arcs. Those of you who are looking uh, at a screen right now can see all those little arcs that uh, Hank was pointing out. And those are basically just smeared out, blurred images of extremely distant galaxies. Um, Think about like with your glasses, you know, how, how, how glasses focus light. Imagine if your glasses were not uniform, but were kind of bumpy and had all these weird curves to them imagine what the world would look like. it would look kind of blurred and smeared out and twisted and stuff right mm-hmm. If you were looking through lenses that weren't smooth but were sort of bumpy. Uh, and that's basically what this what this bright thing right not the star with the with the spikes on it, but uh, down into the right that, that large uh, there's a collection of bright galaxies just down into the right from it those act like a lens but it's not a nice smooth lens or a smooth mirror like the telescope has but it, it, it's like a lens in space that is kind of bumpy and so it smears out images of galaxies which are actually behind that cluster of galaxies in the middle and so that's what all those little arcs are that we see and there's more of them there you, you 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 can look more closely and if you and if you zoom out a bit more you'd see even more but you can see that they're all all these arcs are kind of sent, sort of curved, centered on that central cluster of galaxies. Yeah. Wow. That is It's called so gra- gravitational lensing is what it's called. Wow.
0: So it, it feels to me like there's two things happening in my brain. One is the <laughs> imagery itself, like, oh, yeah. my gosh, like how, how we're able to do this. And, you know, sometimes you can't get your webcam to look decent. And these guys yeah, can right, point right, the camera right, at a right. galaxy that becomes a telescope and see infrared light just un- conceivable i also realize i i don't really fully understand what makes a galaxy a galaxy can you sort of go back to like class yeah yeah yeah, yeah, three yeah. and what, what 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 distinguishes a galaxy and like where are their boundaries from each other and how are there multiple what what
1: well yeah a, a galaxy most simply stated a galaxy is just a, a collection of a lot of stars gra- bound together by gravity that's basically. So, so there's some
0: is. star at the center of every galaxy. That's sort of the. A-
1: there's typically a black hole at the center of galaxies. Oh. Including all the galaxies in this picture, and what we have on the screen here, I can see maybe two individual stars. Like the really bright one, those are called diffraction spikes. Those um. Okay. Those those spikes you see. There's that really bright one, and then one directly below it. and maybe one off to the right from that a little bit a really small one Mm -hmm. there might be actually now that I'm looking I might see maybe a dozen individual stars those are in the extreme foreground okay those are like bugs on you're looking at a distant vista and those are like bugs on the windshield those are like super super foreground
3: and those are Probably stars from our galaxy, correct?
1: They're within our own galaxy. We're looking out of our galaxy and along this line of sight, those are the stars that we see as we're looking out beyond our galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. And all the other little patches of light, the ones that are at all fuzzy, um, from the brightest to the faintest, are all individual galaxies composed of probably 50, 100 billion stars and up.
0: Each. How long have we known that there's this many galaxies? Uh, popularly or generally assumed is this the last fifty years, hundred years, more than
1: that? Um, you mean this many, as in this many that we can see? Um,
0: like just for astrophysicists, how long have they been saying, okay, in the in whatever our universe is, get okay, in multiple universes, but in our universe, there are just plethora of galaxies. Has that been yeah. known? Hundreds of years? Uh,
1: No, a hundred years ago, we didn't know. We didn't even know that there was such a thing called a galaxy,
2: as
1: as compared to the universe. It was not clear that there were even other galaxies outside of the Milky Way, okay, until less than a hundred, just slightly less than a hundred years ago. Mm. So it was Hubble who, in the mid twenties, mid nineteen twenties. Uh, basically him and a couple of others uh, con- were able to conclude absolutely that there are other galaxies out there. And, and they were first called island universes because huh. th- there was no term for for this thing. So the universe is composed of billions of these galaxies and um, there's you know, enormous gulfs of space between them. That's wild.
3: So, the deeper the red on these images, the further away this thing is because of the redshift. Yes. And well. uh, the James Webb has apparently there's records for this, like, you know, Guinness Book of World Records, like w- oldest yeah. galaxy you've spotted. Uh, but they just broke every record and they took an image of this galaxy that dates back to just 300 million years after the Big Bang. It's the oldest we have ever seen.
1: Yeah, that, that's actually a really weird, I'm not, the headline is a little confusing to me. Tell me about it. And it's been confusing for the last couple of days because it's actually not the, old. we've seen plenty of other galaxies that are as old as this one, but this is the youngest one that yeah.
3: we've seen. <laughs> I this was is, wondering about that. We're
1: seeing this one at the early, at its earliest, at the earliest stages of galaxyhood. Because we're so essentially
3: like, looking back in time.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, because all the yeah. other, I mean, many of the galaxies we've seen have certainly been around as long as this one, but we've never glimpsed them at this earliest stage before. Yeah. So, it's
0: like it's like you've got a, a nursing home full of, you know, 100-year-old people, uh, and there's a 106-year-old person there, but you can see the baby video of the 103-year-old person. Exactly. So, it's the youngest it's the stage earliest, of yeah. an... The old, the is that would that be yeah. would that be fair? So this yeah. blew my mind.
3: Uh, this is a tweet that I saw. It said the light from Glass Z13—that's the the galaxy we're looking at—took 13.4 billion years to hit us, but the distance between us is now 33 billion right. light years
1: due to right. the expansion
3: of the universe. Right.
1: Because it's been moving away from us at an enormous rate of speed ever since the light left it. Wow! Yeah. So yeah, and, and and we and we can't see it as it is now, right? It's just right. You know, it we we'll, we'll have to wait thirty three billion more years in order to see what it looks like today as a grown up. Wow. Grown so up at, at
0: the risk of going down the, the light hole again, does <laughs> does light, infrared light or other kind ever stop moving? Um, so would it? Does it ever pitter out? Like at some point, or will it? Just, if it stops
1: moving, it stop. If it stops moving, it stops existing does it ever stop existing sure like light can be absorbed by anything like you know when when you feel heat when you feel warmth from something you're absorbing infrared light and those photons cease to exist when they strike you they get absorbed into atoms and so forth
0: so this light that we're seeing on these that's been traveling for 13 billion years, and we can now look far enough down to see it, is just light that still still hasn't run into something that has absorbed it
1: yet. Well, it has now. It hit the telescope.
0: <gasps> so we're ru- we're just totally ruining still, all that old
1: light. We're it, just it, up traveled, it traveled for 13 and a half billion years <laughs> and ended up. It's one of these lucky, just <laughs> absolutely infinitesimally lucky photons that happened to hit this one telescope that humans, <laughs> have, you know. I mean, if this doesn't
0: get into the philosophy of the observer changes the observed, I don't know <laughs> what else kind of says it. Like there used to be a photon that was well, for 13 billion years yeah. just coming along and all of a sudden and then a, and then a, telescope, telescope and, a telescope got in the way and we just took it
1: away. <laughs> yep. Literally ruining space. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good for us. But, okay, but that it, is fascinating. It, 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 it is one of it, it, it is one it, it is a drop in an ocean of photons that and then all the other ones just kept on are, are still out there going
0: a light is a light wave made of multiple photons like how many photons are in a light wave it's one to one yeah tip, well,
1: it, the word light wave in my in, in my experience is a little bit slippery um, thank you because uh, you could have a like a like a laser producing you know, a zillion photons a second, but still call that a single light wave. So the word light wave is actually not it's not really precisely used by scientists.
0: Okay, so how come people like me feel like, hey, I've really come a long way because I want to talk about the light waves and the red light
1: waves? You know, oh, it, the- it, 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 it's perfectly fine to use. Anybody will know what you're talking about. But, it's, it, but but the term light wave is not so well defined that it necessarily means one photon. Or I see. It could also mean a whole stream of photons. <laughs> of the same wavelength that's perfect. that's perfect.
0: all right so paul as you've seen these um is that thing we're looking at right now also an image of the universe and i apologize yeah. people only listening on <laughs> i mean, just imagine the craziest mountain range you've ever seen and realize it's not a mountain range it's like clusters of light photons yeah that's dust
1: yeah yeah that's um it's, it's a it's a nebula called the it's it's a little small section of a, of a larger nebula called the Carina Nebula down in the Southern Hemisphere. And, um, this is just one sort of shot of one little part of it. Well, I use the word little here, you know, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> in it's like, this is like 16, galactic. it's like 16 light years side to side, left to right in this picture, something like that. Oh I, I think. I, my I think that's what I gosh.
0: Is this colorized? Is this like something they threw into some... It is
1: I mean, a little bit, uh, yeah, it is a this? little bit colorized, but it's colorized intentionally to make it look more or less what it would look like if you could see it. Um, it wouldn't look exactly like this, again, because it's an infrared light, but the coloration is not, shall we say, it, it, it's it's not overdone just for German drama. Okay. It's, it's done mostly for, for, you know, sort of a real... That's more or less what it would look like. Yeah. How,
0: how how does that strike you paul you've been an astrophysicist you've watched the james webb come from conception now it's up there yeah I remember it, these images so how's it hitting
1: you 20 25 years ago i remember them i'm seeing a little model of it at the conference back in the 90s wow. um uh no it's it's lovely i can't wait to see more um it's it's phenomenal what what's going to be uh, learned from these um uh you know, And I'm not going to be able to teach astronomy this summer. Uh, I guess I'll have to wait till next summer to, uh, to actually teach my students about it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, what a,
3: I mean, some of the things that they'll discover will probably be unexpected and they yeah. don't even know that they're looking for. But what right. are some of the things that they are looking for with this telescope that you're excited about?
1: Well, one thing they're going to do is, and they've already started to do this, and I think over the next 10 years we're going to see a lot more of this, is... Um, They're able to determine uh, the composition of atmospheres of planets outside the solar system. Wow. How can they do that? What what, what are they
0: seeing that can tell you what the atmosphere
1: is like? What you have to do is you have to collect enough light to be able to break it up into a spectrum. And when you do that, when you break it up into a basically thing like a rainbow, right? You just take the light and you you break it up. according to the sure. you know, wavelength, so like a spectrum. Um, uh, certain certain colors stand out, and different elements, hydrogen, different molecules like water, huh. show up in those spectra. They have signatures, spe- what we call what we'll call a spectral signature, and think of it like a thumbprint. Okay. If you look at the spectrum of, 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 of say, uh, Jupiter's light, what you get is you see the thumbprint of hydrogen. You see the thumbprint of helium. You see the thumbprint of um, methane, uh, ammonia, stuff like that. And so you can determine what's in, what, what composes Jupiter by looking at its spectrum. And the same thing applies to stars, you know, the moon, anything. Um, so all
0: determine. these, all these, all these photons are flying around the cosmos, and is, some are hitting this telescope. Where does all that data go? Like, how does the telescope work? Because it's taking in all this just massive amount of data all the time, and then some scientists are going to direct the telescope certain places, or are they yeah. just going to take portions of the data? Like, how does it keep that data accurate? Is it coming to a big computer here? Do, do you know anything about like? Yeah, how yeah, yeah. It yeah. Works? It, it, I don't know.
1: The, I do not know the details of it. Um, uh, the closest I've been to, I've been in the building where a lot of it is received, um, at, uh, up in Maryland. Um, but it gets, it gets, I, I don't know what the timing is, but it basically gets, you know, dumped once every, I don't know, 30 minutes, once every hour, I don't know how often it happens, but it just comes down as a stream of data. And, uh, so the, 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 the Telescope collects it and uh, sends it down radio through radio waves through radio. Because it's not acting like these are not photos that it's taking, right? The
0: the James Webb isn't like we would think about a photo on a camera. No, or phone it's, or it's,
1: it's a di- it's a digital photo. Yeah, it is. It is literally a digital image, a digital photo. Just like your just like the camera. I mean, not like just not just like the camera, but the essence of it is the same. It's got a light sensitive digital surface and it's called a ccd it collects the light
0: and it's just firing constantly or, you know, or in some some sequence like it's just running all the time and people are going to direct it toward different yeah planets. yeah it'll be yeah it, it gets
1: it, it gets directed um you know uh, the way it works of course is that it's pointed away from the sun okay so if i want to look at something that's right now in the direction of the sun i gotta wait a while you know i gotta wait you know for example right now uh if i want to look at something in the constellation of gemini i'm i'm sunk i need to wait until the sun moves out of gemini then then the telescope can look in that direction so there are limits to where it can point at any given time but yeah different groups uh they compete for time on the telescope and different targets and um, those targets vary throughout the year but and then they get the data sent to them and they can break it down and so, so people that have
0: waited their entire life for this, built around it, how are they feeling? Do you have any sense, like people? I, their, I, I can't uh,
1: imagine what it would be like. I mean, for me, I've been watching from you know the sidelines, sort of yeah. you know, like a cheerleader. I can't imagine what it would be like. I mean, multiple careers have been spent, hmm. many careers have been spent on this, uh, you know, and I can't imagine what it would be like. You know, the nail biting uh, sensation of watching that thing launch. Oh gosh! You know, yeah. on a rocket, and <laughs> you know, oh my God, and then, and then, waiting for it to get out to its its point, and then to mm. unfold, and then to cool down correctly, and just and so many possible points of failure. Right. Now, correct me if I'm un- wrong.
3: With with Hubble, it took a an additional space flight to fix yeah. the yeah. the mirrors. Right. Like. Yeah. So we we're getting these images that were blurry, and everyone was kind of like, "Oh, that was disappointing." But unlike
1: Hubble, we can't go service this. Right, this stuff's <laughs> working now. That's it.
0: Yeah.
3: Was I'll there tell you one start?
1: thing. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. It just it feels really good to see something work, doesn't it? Yes. yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean that that's like beneath all of it for me. It's like this existential sense of something is working in this. Like like. <laughs> Right. You know, yes you know and and, and the beauty actually, that you're saying
0: that through a microphone that just stopped working uh I is like yeah you know like we're yeah. always like i got this little thing and i got hang on i gotta restart it i have to unplug yeah. it plug it back in you just think <laughs> like it's all great but stuff just doesn't work and then this thing
1: i feel the same ways i felt when they put that mars lander on mars mm. a few years back it's like you know but even more so now because things are so dysfunctional down here on the surface you know it's just like just it's a it's just it gives me a little faith honestly it gives me some faith in humanity when something like this happens it's like we can certain kinds of problems we're actually able to solve yeah. and that you know let's just let's just celebrate that today and the level of
3: cooperation required to get across like nations
1: because yeah. this is canada esa you know it's not just nasa
0: is that right are, do the are the other nations uh and that are involved in this feel as much pride as American viewers. I and, hope so.
1: I hope so. They've had a huge part in it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, and I mean, good
0: for Canada. Is... You don't hear that often enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. I, 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 <laughs> think, I, I, I think, I
1: mean, Michael I think Fox
0: is from Canada. Uh, Rush. Rush. Um, yeah, here we go. Now we'll start the list. Of all the great. Did you know they were Canadian? Will Arnett. Um, uh, Bieber. Um, did I see a news story headline that some kind of random comet or something came whizzing right by and was much, and they didn't expect it to be coming and almost hit the thing. Is that, is that it right? It did hit the
1: thing. Why yeah. don't um, right, right smack on the mirror? Uh, it's a micro meteoroid, which but space is full of them. And they planned for this, you know, that's one of the great things, you know, people at NASA, this is not a surprise. They planned for this. But uh, I saw a picture this morning that it it did get hit. Uh, Not only – they expected it to be hit by a micrometeoroid, but not one quite this big. (laughs) And and it happened pretty early on. It happened like in May. I think it happened – yeah, uncorrectable damage. But apparently – Apparently, it's not doing, making that big of. It's not really making a difference for those. Yeah, this the
3: headline scared me when I saw so it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I think that's just clickbait there. Because <laughs> I think that the real, the real story to me is that it got whacked by a bigger rock than we expected, and it's still functioning perfectly.
3: Yeah. And then but, I know, think I read it's been hit by like six to eight.
1: Yeah. Micro yeah. and they're and like, they yeah, totally that's what we
3: expected.
1: They totally expected that. This one just happens to be larger larger than average. And it may just be that that's just bad luck and we have to wait another year for it to happen again. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's, a good, I, that's a good idea. When bad luck not... happens
0: to you, just wait another year. It'll happen to you again. Yeah, that, <laughs> <Yeah. this> is, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, too. The stuff works. and,
1: and But it has, and it has the people and NASA concerned. the uh, I, 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 I think just because maybe the environment up there is, is worse than they thought. But, they, I mean, they've had so many things hit by... These micrometeoroids that Hmm. I I can't imagine that they're they're deeply shocked by this. Mm -hmm. Okay, Okay, so just just
0: the the basics. basics. Micrometeoroid just means smaller than a meteoroid. It's just a-
1: super small, yeah, like the size of a dust grain. But it's going, Uh. you know, it's going, you know, twenty thousand miles per hour or something. So it packs a punch when it hits.
2: Yeah, nothing out there. It's,
1: It's not like a dust grain in our air. Okay, it's a dust grain in a vacuum. So it's like, it, basically, it's like a super tiny rock is what it amounts to. Okay,
0: but I was, like, I was literally picturing something the size of my hand. You're no, that, saying, would, that, would,
1: that would have vaporized the mirror. That would have destroyed it forever. No, my meteoroid is something, you know, like a really small grain of sand or okay. even smaller than that.
0: Wow. How is it, uh, and those things aren't just flying all around out there?
1: It's They are. They are and that's why it's already been hit by six of them or eight of them, whatever it is that Dan said. Huh. Are they not hand-sized? There are, but they're very few and far between.
0: Oh. Is that because space just does... Like, why are they so small? Is Are they being eroded well, because away? Most,
1: because mo- no, it was most of the big ones have already been scooped up by planetary gravitational fields and so forth. Most oh. of them have already been oh. uh, vacuumed up by... I mean, because the Earth is basically like a big vacuum cleaner, gravitational vacuum cleaner. Uh, it pulls in stuff. So most of the big wow. stuff has been swept out of our orbit.
0: Okay. Yeah, I guess that's right. So the Earth, our Earth, or just Earth, I guess, is <laughs> uh, has been pulling in asteroids, and it's been making up some of the Earth's crust and everything. Right? For yeah, all of
1: it. I mean, the entire Earth is made years. up of made up of. of of asteroids large and small that have accrued that have accreted together over over time ah okay and and there's still a little bit of stuff out there and the asteroid belt is of course where there's more than the average amount of it um but there's still there's still bits flying here and there but something the size of a hand would 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 destroy any any space probe at all it would have destroyed you know the lunar rover whatever
0: wow Okay, They would
1: have completely destroyed it.
0: Because I guess I hear two different things when when we all talk about this. One is, hey, space is just full of this stuff. And then on the other hand, um, there's enough space and it's small enough that all the satellites and all the probes we have and all the flying things aren't being hit by them on a regular basis. So it's both of those things are are
1: accurate descriptions. Saying space is full of it is a little misleading because we (laughs) just underestimate just how big space is. It's 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 not conceivable, uh, it's absolutely inconceivable the kind of distances and and voids we're talking about.
0: You know, we we have joked a lot about the uh, the flat earthers, uh, the people who believe that the earth isn't some form of spherical. Are there people who you are already hearing either of you that are saying there's no James Webb thing up there? They're not looking at like is that. Is
1: that a community that's alive <laughs> and well already? Or are we I'm sure a safe zone? I'm sure some corner of the internet is alive with that. I have not visited those corners nor have I heard of them, <laughs> but I am certain they exist. I mean the, the only thing I've the only thing I've read is land on the moon and all that. Yeah. Right. The only thing I've read is is basically like, you know, young the creationists saying that uh, which, by the way, is as I've decided, is just a certain species of conspiracy theory. Um, well, basically, saying yeah. you know, well, it's a it's a technological achievement, you know, James Webb, but we can't really get behind the science of it. The science is wrong, but the technology is right, basically. <laughs> you know, the whole billions of years thing. I mean, they have to defend their six thousand year old right. cosmos or whatever, so they can't accept. Even the idea that this thing is, you know, 300 million years after the Big Bang, this galaxy came into formation. Whatever, or that this, you know, anything outside of 6,000 light years is impossible. Mm-hmm.
0: So when the Earth was being formed, mm-hmm. uh, how, how many billion years ago now are we on? What, Four and a what, half. What Four and a half billion years ago. Four and a half billion years ago. This part of our galaxy was, like, full of all kinds of big rocks that could be attracted to each other and... Yeah, the
1: solar system itself was was basically just a collection of huge asteroids. And small asteroids, too.
0: Well, what, as best as we know, what caused that to be true just four and a half billion years ago? Because we're talking multiples of that for how long ago the Big Bang was. Why was there all of that spinning around...
1: Because the sun, billion, because billion. because the solar system, uh, this picture we're looking at now, this is a good way to yep. answer the question, is basically in a region of space where stars are being formed. In this picture right here, there are certainly dozens of new solar systems being formed as we look at it. Wow. Um, in fact this that arc you see at the top you know sort of how you see the blue sky and then and the dust see how it's kind of look, looks a little bit arc curved yeah uh high on the sides and low in the middle that's actually a huge uh a, this is part of a uh, i can't describe it uh, without like having a whiteboard here but basically it, it, it it's a huge part of, of, of a huge cloud of gas and dust that's being hollowed out because new stars are being formed above wow. this picture but also within this picture, uh, inside that dust, uh, new stars are being formed. New solar systems are being formed. So it's not like it's happening all the time. New new solar systems are being formed all the time. I just happened to have been formed four and a half billion years
0: ago. All right. So so do some terms with me: universe, galaxy, solar system. How right. how, how do we I mean, we just I kind of use those for whatever reason, sort of interchangeably. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So the universe is everything.
0: everything. There's only one. Are we confident there's only one, or is this I'm confident
1: there's
3: only one. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Marvel universe
1: would <laughs> try to <laughs> differ. <laughs> Does it include
3: the Marvel universe.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, and then a galaxy is a vast collection of of, of stars and gas and dust uh, of matter within the universe. And okay. the, and, and I, in our visible universe, okay. we see maybe a hundred billion galaxies. Approximately. Okay. So billion- there's yeah. a hundred billion. Yeah. And a single galaxy is composed of hundreds of billions of stars. Okay. Now, around most of those stars are planetary systems. And our solar system is just our planetary system, And we call that the solar system—the thing we going.
0: Call the it thing the thing solar that, system, yes. But so there's there hundreds similar, of billions. Okay, hundreds of billions of solar systems. The things solar meaning whatever star star system would yeah, be another. Yeah,
1: I, I don't yeah. think that other systems are called solar systems. That's just the colloquial term I'm using. They actually should be yeah. called more technically planetary systems or something like that. Ours is the only solar system because solar refers to the sun in particular. Okay.
0: Yeah. And these are all really, I mean, frankly, these are concepts and phrases that have been around my whole life, but they're really new in our understanding of
1: space, right? Like yeah. like 50 yeah. or 100 years. Galaxy and universe are, are have only been distinguished from each other in the last 100 years.
0: Wow. Do you think this James Webb is going to then give us a set of categories that people are going to say, you know, 30 years from now, we didn't used to use this phrase, but now we know something about the structure
1: of what is.
0: Or do you feel like, no, our structures, we've got the math, like we've worked, the structure's probably not going to be, there's not going to be some new category introduced.
1: Yeah, there may not be a new category introduced as far as large scale scale structure goes. There may be. There may be. Uh, You know, we have galaxies, we have clusters of galaxies, they come in clusters. There are super clusters of galaxies, which are clusters of clusters of galaxies. Um, There may or may not be a new term introduced. Um, I wouldn't be totally surprised if there was. What clusters
0: them? Is it a black hole? Gravity. It's gravity, yeah. And that's in a black hole, essentially? Uh, uh,
1: Well, you know, our galaxy has a black hole at the center of it. Okay, But that black hole does not compose most of the mass of the galaxy. It's it's a, it, it's a decent fraction of it, you know, maybe a few percent of it, but it's not like fifty percent of it. So, so it's not just the gravity of the black holes within the galaxies, but of all the stars and de- gas and dust also. All right, and so that's now, what that that's what anchors these clusters and superclusters. Not to mention dark matter, which is a whole. <laughs> I
0: was going to ask. do You think we're going to learn something about? Is James that Webb that we could?
1: That we could. We we could it, learn something about
0: that. Because the thing that still sits funny in my brain is, I get it that like um, the Earth is shaped and formed and held around the Sun by gravity. What's keeping it from just being pulled right into the Sun? Like, what's the counter force um, to keep things apart, even though they're being pulled together?
1: What what is counterforce is is what we call. Uh, Centripetal force. basically, Just,
0: it's, just the movement. The,
1: yeah. If if we could stop the earth from going around the sun, sort of stop it in its motion,
0: yeah, let it go. Of, it, was it the book of Ecclesiastes or which book in the Old Testament says it? Oh, yes, yes.
1: Yes, several. So, so if, if it's orbiting, right, the, the sun, if, if we could just stop it in its motion and then let it go, it would fall directly into the sun. Okay. So it's the motion around the sun that's keeping it from falling in.
0: So all of these galaxies, all these images that we're seeing, like there's something beautiful about the way they're laid out. And the, I mean, the, to our eyes, you know, it's really appealing. These are also, everything is really moving, right? Like everything is Everything's spinning moving. and flow and everything is spinning. Is that other than a black hole or a black yeah, hole? Yeah, no purple? black
1: holes rotate too. Yo, no, no, pretty much everything has. What gives the spin to the universe? What, what causes well, spin? Overall, there's probably not any net spin to the universe, but any given little part of it will have yeah, some. That's what I mean. Um, like what causes anything in the universe to spin? That's a good question. Let's look at the sun, for example. Okay, the, the sun was formed out of a huge cloud of gas and dust, kind of like that picture we just saw, right? And so some, imagine some huge cloud of gas and dust that, for whatever reason, begins to contract under its own gravity. Well, that's where the sun was born from, along with a bunch of other stars. It was born in a group of stars, not all by itself. So as this cloud of gas and dust collapses on itself, because of mutual gravity, okay, it's not magic, it's just gravity doing this. Oh, it's actually, actually yeah. gravity yeah. is kind of magic, but let's, let's put yeah. that aside. <laughs> right. Um, right. As it collapses, if there was even the slightest amount of net rotation to that original cloud. To say it was just, you know, one rotation every quadrillion years, you know, just any slight bit of net rotation to it, even the slightest. As it collapses, what happens? Well, what happens to an a, a ice skater as she spins and pulls her arms and her legs in? She goes faster, right? Mm. She spins faster any rotation that exists, even the slightest microscopic amount of rotation that existed in that original cloud is going to be multiplied millions of times as it collapses. Got it. And this is true for any object that's built up by in this way, which is most objects in the universe. And whatever
0: gave them initial microscopic spin is still, that's... We're not well, quite sure category or think it, it's just
1: think, think complicated of it this way. math no no it's not complicated math it's, it's just think about it probabilistically it's like suppose you've got a thousand of these clouds of gas and dust what's the chances that there that one of them's going to have absolutely zero spin to it, it zero rotation around any axis whatsoever it's essentially zero okay that any one of these would have mathematically precisely zero rotation at all around any axis in any direction okay cuz things eight, are just moving things are just moving exactly
3: yeah. and not hey. equally from every single direction like you would That's need right. every equal amounts of mass hitting it from
1: yeah yeah there would, there would basically have to be no motion
0: okay and there's and there movement. is motion and the motion and came it. from the bang from the initial like
1: yeah, and from, and from anything else that might have happened, maybe there was a supernova next door that 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 pushed, you know, the okay. enormous shockwave came out through space and pushed these things around. Okay. Um, There's all kinds of things that could... Uh, but is, gravity, is, gravity is really the main driver of it all.
0: Yep. Is everything that's spinning, spinning the same direction? No.
1: In our solar so system, it, it, it mostly is in our solar system, but... No. because the sun starts
0: to make it follow that pattern at some
1: point right like, because the whole thing was born out of the same cloud of debt, gas and dust so all the planets are orbiting the sun in the, in the same direction that the sun itself is rotating for example.
0: and our earth spins on its axis in the same way that it's rotating it's all the same direction yeah so
1: there are a couple our... of exceptions to this you'd be happy to know like venus venus rotates slowly in the opposite direction and your uranus Uranus <laughs> rotates on its side, yeah. relative to all the others, which is Man. probably just an artifact of a violent history in the solar system. It got it's tipped. Got some, or some past got, trauma. Got, yeah, it got. <laughs> it got yeah, exactly. Thank you. Past, past got, life it's trauma
0: because you just you just <laughs> exactly. you just spinning like Uranus. That should yeah. be a crazy. <laughs> I'm having a hard time here. I'm spinning like Uranus. Uh, um, uh, it's just so. Um, it's just so, it's just, um, it's it's amazing. Every time we have these conversations, because these aren't even things you're talking about that are just happening out there that the James Webb telescope can see. It's also every single thing around, like whatever we're doing right now, that we're using light waves to communicate over the internet and then people yeah. are turning on a device. with, Like all of this is light. It's all the, light. It's just something else that yeah.
1: it... Even the way James Webb communicates with us, the radio waves, that's a form of light. It's all, you know, not, not everything's light.
0: Like how great is it that, the, that the, the, the wisdom literature of the Hebrew scriptures had whatever knowledge there was 5,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, to start the whole thing with, let there be light.
1: You know, right. I, I, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a big proponent of like lining up Genesis with modern science. You know, yeah. like and, and yeah. like thinking that's some kind of a code. But I got to admit, that's a pretty good way to start because at the beginning, the Big Bang is Big Bang. That's all there was. Yes, everything condensed out of light, everything. So you know, it's a pretty good way to start.
0: Paul, thank you so much for all this. You're um, welcome. Just it's just just the best. Dan, anything in always those,
1: happy, was, always happy to run my yap about <laughs> astronomy yap away, my friend. Yeah, yep I love away. it.
0: Okay, Paul, what what should we look for? As we see headlines coming, anything like this coming? What What should yeah, your average person uh, be like? I don't even know how to think about the James Webb Telescope. I mean, I'm so worried for, about the January look for 6th even emission. older,
1: or rather, even younger galaxies than we've seen. Um, okay, we're not quite sure what what the um, limit is there. You know what we to expect exactly? That we'll probably probably be surprised. Because that's typically what happens when we think we know something. Um, mm-hmm. nice. uh, so that'll be pushed back probably a little bit. Uh, composition around planets. What what we may see in the next five years is if we could find a, a planet with an atmosphere like Earth's, you know, with some oxygen in it, you know, some uh, maybe some nitrogen, and uh, that would be something you would definitely see a headline for. If mm. we found a, a, an Earth-like planet with an Earth-like atmosphere, that would be going. Right. Uh, it wouldn't mean there's life there, uh, but it would certainly make us look harder at that particular point. Mm-hmm. So that's something we would also see.
3: And any of these planets that we potentially find are probably too far to ever visit, right? Like these are- That's the thing, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and, it'd,
1: be, and it'd be too far, you know, short of there being intelligent life on these planets- That's sending that is, some sort That of, is trying yeah. to communicate with us actively Uh, We would never know because you know this. That's the first spectrum they got of water in another atmosphere was like 1,100 light years away or something. Maybe 14. Basically, you know, we send a message today, and we get a message back in 2,500 years. Right. (laughs) There's a wait, and that's and that's in the neighborhood. That that's pretty close.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, well. Speaking of a wait, uh, I'm now in the queue to buy Bruce Springsteen tickets for oh. March 5th at Auto. Does <laughs> and it, it, thing just popped up and said you're now in the queue. You did it good. Two thousand plus people are ahead of you. Wow, Two in the last in the last ten minutes. Well, it must. Have been, I don't know how it. I don't know it, 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 Is this it, for this one show? Yeah, this is like uh, to buy tickets for the March 5th show you got to get in line and, and i'm in the preferred list The public tickets don't go on sale until oh, i get it 5:00. yeah I, I, guess I, anyway.
1: the bo- I guess i call them the boss i guess I call the boss for
0: a reason huh yeah well a lot of concerts would be sold out by now like literally in the first three minutes you wouldn't even oh. like you'd be like hey you're thousand back or fifteen thousand back and you're not even you're not even getting a <laughs> ticket even though you logged so in right wild. at the right time um but the, the, this, like what it what it says about all this cosmos stuff, is size and scale and time is so much bigger than the human being can can grasp, right?
1: It's like it's it, even the scale of our solar system. I'm convinced people don't have an appreciation if 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 they can just glimpse it for a second. And I can't even claim that I've properly seen it. Um, it, it it because I don't even know how big the Earth is. I, I mean. On an intuitive scale, no, it's just big, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, but even the solar system itself, um, is vast beyond what I can put my head around. Not, and that's just, you know, that's that's so tiny compared to.
0: (laughs) I I feel like I remember something also in in probes that are up in space listening or hearing sounds, like, there's all this stuff we keep. I keep seeing in news stories about what's this sound wave that we're picking up? Is it some kind of communication? So, first of all, am I right about that? Is, it, is that are there separate devices up there listening?
1: Well, see, the thing trouble talking about sound is, the sound simply can't travel through space. It just okay. simply cannot. You know, in space, no one can hear you scream. Remember that from the alien movie back in <laughs> whatever it was? That's literally true. And so, like when the Death Star blew up, right? You hear this. <laughs> you wouldn't hear it at all. Because <laughs> right. There's nothing out there. You need to have a medium to carry sound waves, and so I can't remember what they're actually talking about when they talk about sound waves. But I guarantee you, they're not hearing anything. It's Aren't there? Sort
3: of, isn't it like right. radio pulses or something? It like must
1: that? be pulses from some okay. at some frequency low enough to where we could hear it if it were a sound or something like that.
0: Okay, um, is James Webb doing any of that? Whatever version of Know, pop,
1: not, oh, not that pop I, nine, not listen. not that I know of. It's, it's only just looking infrared light, which is, which would have frequencies way above what okay. if we could hear them,
0: we, we, it would. We, and no hear. other sensors on this thing. James Webb doesn't have any other set. Like I think the the rover on Mars has other sensors, right? It's yeah,
1: it's trying to detect Mars quakes and things like that. Size seismic. Now, you could have sound. That's the place where sound makes sense because there's an atmosphere on Mars. Okay, and, and you can also pick up seismic waves on Mars, which are just simply another form of sound, but sound waves traveling through, you know, the mantle or the crust of Mars.
0: Well, so why, why do I remember people saying things like, if other civilizations no, I, existed, they would be sending us communications,
1: like through radio waves? Yes, absolutely. Radio waves is how they would do it. Okay. And and we can't see the other one. Which is light. Which is Which light. Is,
0: you, you were saying that the, the radio waves coming from James Webb is also light. Radio oh, yeah, waves. Yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're on this light a, it,
1: spectrum. It's just a form of light. It's just the low frequency, long wavelength end of the spectrum, um, extreme end of the spectrum. But radio waves are low energy, they're easy to produce, um, and they also go through pretty much anything. So they travel long distances through the universe. So one needs, if one gets a radio wave,
0: you have to have something that receives a radio wave and then turns it into a sound wave that moves a speaker. Yeah. So if you turn on your radio, it's going to pick up a radio wave. Is that right? Ra- radios yeah. are the same radio waves? Okay, they're yeah. not, just, not just a, a same term <laughs> well,
1: meaning a different yeah. thing? So if you've got an antenna, the radio yeah. waves strike electrons in the antenna. And they vibrate up and down, create a current, an electrical current, which can be trans, which can be transformed into sound, through a magnetic uh,
0: phenomenon. Wow! I mean, again, just you know, spend a little time thinking about that one. That'll just like, how does that? How do you get such clarity of sound? Uh, it
1: is uh, incredible that we can get such clarity.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. sure but, is.
1: Yeah, but basically, you, you it, its it they figured out a long time ago how to convert an a electric current into sound.
0: All right, so so Jim Eaton asked this question: um, Why does light travel through space, but sound doesn't? What light waves don't need a medium to move through? They
1: all they need is space
0: they're just like introverts they just move on their own they don't need any <laughs> other uh, social structure to
1: they, they need yes, right, they need no social contact they need no well they do need space i mean which is something i mean space is not nothing that, that that's one thing that that uh, that uh, you learn when you you know when you go to physics college is you learn that uh, space is not just nothing it's actually a thing space ain't in and nothing. of itself yeah it's not oh
0: space is thing. a thing Okay, it's a thing, but it's not a thing that light waves can vibrate through. It's whatever. Oh, it is a
1: thing that light waves can vibrate through. It's the only I'm thing that. I meant, light I meant light sound waves, can waves, and sound waves can vibrate through. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Sound waves are like other mechanical waves. That's the word we would use mechanical waves. I see. And then just like water waves or waves on a string, or even, you know, like the wave at the stadium. Like everybody stands up, you know, goes yeah. around the stadium, um, requires a medium. Uh, but light is not a mechanical wave. It, 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 it has some of the same features as a mechanical wave, but it's not.
0: But it needs. But space is something. What? What? Or, here we go again. What is space? What? Like what is space? That's thingy.
1: <laughs> well, it, I mean, space is affected by gravity. Space is curved by gravity. Okay. Um, you know. So it is something, and, and, that, that, and can... that's what you're seeing in that picture of the gravitational lens that we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yep. What you're seeing is that space is curved around. Thank you. Good. Yep. Uh, that was nice and quick. That central galaxy down into the right from the, from the star is really massive, and it's warping the space around it so that okay. when the light travels through it from galaxies behind it, that light gets bent because it's traveling through curved space. So there's
0: no doubt that space is bent. No so doubt. So it is a th- bendable thing. It is a, it is a pliable thing. How much do we Absolutely. know about what it is? What its makeup is? What
1: it's. Well, I don't know anything about what. I think I get what you're asking. What you're asking for is the thing in itself. What is it? Yeah. And uh, we don't I don't. Okay. I don't know. No, but but it does have properties, and it, and, and it can be changed. It can. It's not just nothing. Hmm. Uh, gravity. I mean, sorry. Uh, mass. Um, right causes it to curve and stretch
0: it's not emptiness i mean it's not voidness. no oh,
1: okay. no nor works. is it voidness because we know that that uh, my uh subatomic particles are constantly being created in even in a per, what we would call a perfect vacuum uh, oh wow popping in and out of existence continually huh. even in even in a what we would call a perfect vacuum
0: well, do you feel like Which in an image exist. like this, can we see heaven in the pearly gates here? Like, where would heaven be?
1: <laughs> that would be in your in the eye of the beholder, I believe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> remember that old joke with the co- cosmonauts? Some people will look at it and say, I don't see any heaven.
0: Yeah, that old joke, the cosmonauts went up to space first and said, we went into outer space and we looked and we didn't find God there. You remember that old yeah. thing? And then the, yeah. then the Christian evangelist yeah. said, Take off that space suit and you will. You know that thing? Like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that. That's good.
0: Yeah, that was sort of the Well, uh, thank you, Paul. And, um, sure. Hey, if people are still watching this, join us at 7 p.m. Central tonight where we watch, I guess, the other version of our human experience, which is the January 6th hearing about the former president of the United States not doing anything while the oh, Capitol was being
1: ransacked. that's So nice.
0: we're watching that on our YouTube channel. Head over to our YouTube channel. If you're watching anywhere else other than YouTube, you won't see it here, so be sure you go to Vote Common Good on, on YouTube and you can watch it there with us. We'll start promptly at 7 p.m. Central time. You know, that's 8 and 7, 6 and 5, and all the rest of that. So we will... uh We'll see you there. And get Paul, will see you in a, in a week or so. Get your popcorn ready. ready. Right. That
1: event right. Right <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye, everybody.